This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, Rent the classic! Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? All over it. Yes, put your hands over your head or we'll open fire. Shut up!
There we go. And the best part about that clip is that's Jim Carrey from the mask. Yeah, exactly. at the end. yeah. When we played the clip earlier, I wanted to be like, it stinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's start with you boys. Kyle and Brian. So just so you know how we do this, it's out, it's out of five and you can use decimals. So let us know five what you think. Five is the best. Zero sucks. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I really did. Like, like I said, I picked this because it was supposed to be so funny, like just like a gag of like, oh man, this is not gonna hold up. It's gonna suck. But I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. I'm like, like I said, it could be that my humor is still that of uh, Brian Gower when he was seven. <laughs> I haven't developed yeah. any more mentally that I'm like, this is great. Like every every now mask comedy, every mask line. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I got that. And even the jokes that I think Eric was mentioning like before, I missed as a kid. I enjoy them now. Um, it's it's good. I'm probably going to give it a solid 4.20. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this film here, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to rate it uh, probably like a oh, 4.5, actually. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Wow. I love it. All right. I love this movie. Well, I might go a 6.9. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. One of you rated a 4.20 and the other one a 6.9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where I stand. <laughs> the, the, those are ours, yeah. 4.20. Kyle could take that, or one of us takes a 6.9. Yeah. There you okay. go. <laughs> Tone jerks. Yeah. All right. Eric, what do you got? Man, I got to say, this this movie did hold up in a very unexpected way. Like, you know, we talked about these jokes that flew over heads in childhood. Totally, man. Like, I missed all of it. I missed... I didn't know what the condom was. There was just, like, some... <laughs> subconscious piece of my brain was like oh yeah that's supposed to be funny laugh at it you know like (laughs) i don't know why but uh yeah i i really enjoyed watching this again man it took me back i i would give it a four out of five nice nice joe see i was a teenager when this movie came out i was like 13 years old when this came out so um for me like the comedy was perfectly dead on with me being the asshole kid i was so uh, (laughs) was yeah well, I mean, I said kid I was. Now I'm the oh. asshole adult I am. The man I am. The, <laughs> the man the, I am. The, the asshole part didn't change, just the asshole age. Asshole man. <laughs> man. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie back then, and I still enjoy it today. And, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm probably going to go with a, a 3.9, though, just because it's not on like the same level as my other comedy movies. But I do really enjoy this. All right. That's fair. That sounds good. Um, you were 13 when you saw this. Yeah. You were a teenager when you saw this. I had teenagers when I saw this. No, no, <laughs> I didn't. No, no, no. But I did have two kids. They were very young. Um, but yeah. So it, it's not a childhood thing for me, a nostalgia thing for me, but it's still solid. I hadn't watched it. It's got to be a decade since I threw this thing on last and it does hold up. You all nailed it. It holds up perfectly. And it's even funnier because you're right. I mean, I got the jokes, but. Um, it's just as funny now. It hasn't lost a step in my eyes. Um, the music is still cool and the jokes are great. So it's definitely a solid four out of five for me. 
Nice. Hell yeah. Totally unexpected that it would be as good. Yes. <laughs> I, know. I know. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Like, I was expecting it to, like, not hold up at all. Yeah. Like, this shouldn't be as good as it is. Yeah. And then, like, the story is super simple. Told, like, a comic book or a, a child being like, they're bad guys. They're going to steal money. And the guns go off and he stops them. And I'm like, that's that's all you need because you throw yep. the mask with the comic and the jokes. And I'm like, yes. It really does have, like, a comic book feel to it, too. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. You got the, yep. the happy ending. Everything's all tied up in a bow with that yeah. neat little package at the end. He's got his friend. He's got his dog. Got the car. Got the girl. We're good. Done. Now, the Dark Horse <laughs> comic that this movie is based on is much, much darker. Oh, it's but awful. It's like uh, yeah. it's kind of like how the Ninja Turtle comic was was real bloody yeah. and you know murderous and stuff. Like it, yes, yeah. they definitely took it into kid movie territory. But they, mm-hmm. I mean, not so much. They they kept in the you know some of the the darker elements with the uh, the muffler tailpipe situation and the, <laughs> the pate. Like they they snuck some shit in there. Vicious. Yeah. You are really focusing on those the, mufflers. The mufflers. That's the mufflers. So, it's what happened? The mufflers and the pate. Those are the things that keep me up at night, man. Yeah. Like, God damn. Just flashes in your brain. Just he's, he, he's had a bad experience with the mechanic. He's like, oh man, I if I could muffler those guys. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what is, to do. Yeah, you, you just don't want to cross the mask, man. Like you don't yeah. know what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always the quiet ones, actually. Uh, That's what this oh, is. Oh yeah, there you go. Buenos <laughs> dias. I'm guessing this isn't the future you had pictured for yourself when you first clapped eyes on that money. Don't worry, I'm not the man who's after you. I know that. I've seen him. You've seen him? Man, you're not dead. What's this guy supposed to be, the ultimate badass? I don't think that's how I'd describe him. How would you describe him? I guess I'd say he doesn't have a sense of humor. His name's Sugar. Sugar? Sugar. Anton Sugar. You know how he found you? Yeah, I know how he found me. It's called a transponder. I know what it's called. He won't find me again. Not that way. Not anyway. Took me about three hours. Yeah, well, I've been mobile. No. You don't understand. What do you do? I'm retired. What did you do? Welder. Settling, MIG, TIG? Any of it. If it can be welded, I can weld it. Cast iron? Yeah. I mean braze. I didn't say braze. Pop metal. What did I say? Were you in NAM? Yeah, I was in NAM. Hmm. So was I. So what does that make me, your buddy? Look, you gotta give me this money. I got no other reason to protect you. It's too late. I spent it. Got a million and a half on whores and whiskey and the rest of it just sort of blew it in. How do you know he's not on his way to Odessa? Why would he go to Odessa? Kill your wife. Maybe he's the one who needs to be worried about me. Me isn't. Yeah. You're not cut out for this. You're just a guy who happened to find those vehicles. 
I'm across the river at the Hotel Eagle. Carson Wells. Call me when you've had enough. If I can even let you keep a little of the money. If I was into cutting deals, why wouldn't I just deal with this guy, Sugar? Oh, no, no. You don't understand. You can't make a deal with him. Even if you gave him the money back, he'd still kill you just for inconveniencing him. He's a peculiar man. You might even say he has principles. Principles that transcend money or drugs or anything like that. Not like you. <coughs> yeah. He's not even like me. No, he don't talk as much as you. I give him points for that. All right, yeah, so you know what? Let's start with our guest of honor, Alex. Uh, let, let's hear what your rating is on this, and you can give us a description as to why. Um, so as I mentioned at the top of the episode, and the reason I reached out about doing it was more that you guys should do it before you offered to have me on was that this was my number one movie. So there's definitely a bias here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, taking into account acting, how it's portrayed, um, scenery, landscape, how the movie's cut together, um, how strong the movie is when there is dialogue, even though oftentimes there isn't dialogue. I was kind of worried about this episode of like, hey, there's a lot of not dialogue here and you can't play stuff for our for our fellow listeners. Um, given all of that... Um, the jarringness of the movie, how it goes places you're not expecting it to go. It doesn't fulfill those stereotypes. Um, the cinematography is great. And also keeping in the reality of a world of like that idea that perfect isn't achievable. I'll go 4.9. Totally respectable and understandable. Um, I, I went through the same thing. When we did Cool Hand Luke, because that's my favorite movie of all time. Yep. And, and I'm the asshole hard. that, and I'm the asshole that gave Idiocracy a five. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. know, to each their own. Exactly. Not everything's for everyone. And that's what this whole show is about. So, yep. um, all right. So, Eric, first time viewer. Oh, what yeah. do we got, buddy? This is fun for... I, I feel like this is fun because I, I, as the person... Not to cut you off, Eric. As the person that's like, this is my movie, it's fun to like meet a person that has seen it once, you know, yeah. like, yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about it because it's so fresh. It's like, I would have liked to been there when you watch it for the first time and just <laughs> glance into your eyes at the end. What do you think? Yep. <laughs> it's like watching Game of Thrones with someone who's never seen it before. Right. Yeah. 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 First time, I I didn't really know what to expect other than I I understood that this movie had some pedigree, you know, and it's just yeah. something that flew under my radar for for a couple of years, um, but it had me hooked from the from the jump. Like it was a very engaging movie. It's not one of those that you know it felt like a slow burn that took a while to get sucked into. Um, you know, right from the opening, I was in. So that's that's a magic trick in and of itself. Like, if you can just grab my attention and, and like I said, going in blind, knowing nothing about the uh, the plot or who's in it or, you know, uh, yeah, I was I was very impressed with this film. Um, the, the pacing, the editing, the directing, it was all top tier. I understand why it's so revered um, after seeing it. So, and, and like I said, it, it not only was it well crafted, but there seemed to be so much going on beneath the surface um, and so much to theorize about. And, and I mean, this is one of those films that you could go back and rewatch and say, 
man, in that final scene with uh, with Tommy Lee Jones, he's sitting next to a statue of a bird. Remember when you know uh, Anton tried to shoot the bird, but he missed the bird. What does it all mean? I'm into those kind of uh, you know exercises and symbolism. So yep. uh, I hundred percent loved it. I would give it a four point six out of five. Nice, well deserved, well described, and, and a well deserved rating. I get it. Um, Joe, what do you got, man? All right, so we all know from this this long show we've been doing here. I have a certain affinity for certain types of movies over certain other types of movies. I like asinine, stupid, um, <laughs> random bullshit movies versus things that are serious. And, you know, I have to really pay attention and put up with a bunch of nonsense. Um, that being said, I do really appreciate the cast they put together and the way they acted in this movie. It was very, very fucking real. It felt real. It didn't feel like that they were acting. It felt like this was like, I was watching real people like in stumble across events. The, the level of uh, attention to detail they put into this was also phenomenal. Um, and just the, the dirty grittiness of it felt authentic. Um, now I would have gone somewhere in the mid three range on this. If it wasn't for the fact that I watched another movie today that just made this movie seem way better. <laughs> So, so the recency bias of me watching such a terrible movie before I watch this one today has bumped my score up to about a 4.2. <laughs> yes. You got to be the Russian judge and leave room for the lower score. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because, cause I, I mean, if I had just watched this only today, I probably would have been in like the mid threes. But because the other movie I watched before this was so bad, it made me appreciate this way more. Yep. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So 4.2 from Joe. Um, so that leaves me um, pretty much what they all said. <laughs> There's not much else I can say. I totally dug this movie when I saw it in theaters in 2007. Um, and I dug it more and appreciate it even more now being able to dissect it and, and, and look up the, 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 the innuendo and, and, the, and the trivia and the facts and stuff and just how well crafted it is. Um, I, I can't profess my love for the Coen brothers any more than I have. Their movies are genius. I can't believe at the beginning of the show I didn't even mention Raising Arizona because that was the movie that got me hooked on the mm -hmm. Coen brothers because that's amazing in and of itself. Um, so, yeah, the Coen brothers, uh, Cormac McCarthy, it's a match made in heaven. Um, I can't really find much wrong with this movie. So, I, you know, it's definitely my probably – in my top 10, and I didn't even know it until I rewatched it this week because it's so good. So I am going to put it at a 4.7 because it does mean that much to me. Um, there's, you know, as I said, and to stop rambling in a second, but even even my connection on a personal level to, you know, the, the Llewellyn and Carla Jean relationship because it reminds me of my relationship with my wife. It meant a lot. So, yeah, 4.7. Good, good scores. Do... Uh you know, when uh, Joe was mentioning cast um, or casting, do any of you guys, maybe Doug, you know, do you know the story of uh, a quick story of Josh Brolin's audition for this? Yes, I do. Of his tape and yep. that it was while he was filming Grindhouse? Yeah. Yeah, so so for Eric and uh, Joe, 
he was filming Grindhouse. He was a fan of Cormac's novel, found out the Coen brothers were doing it, wanted to be in a Coen brother film, but he was in another part of Texas doing Grindhouse with Quentin Tarantino, and he was like, I want to make an audition tape. And uh, Quentin Tarantino got with Robert Rodriguez, and Robert Rodriguez had this million-dollar camera, and it was like, why don't we just film one at lunch? <laughs> so on, on lunch break, Quentin Tarantino directed Josh Brolin's uh, audition tape for Llewellyn Moss for the Coen brothers and had uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez do the lighting and everything for it, and they sent, uh, they sent it over to the Coens, and they said no. Holy shit. <laughs> and it, it, it's been joked about that it's the most expensive audition tape ever made. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess Josh Brolin's manager was like persistent. It was like, you got to meet with this guy in person. So it was the very last audition. And Josh Brolin went in there and he did some lines in front of the Coen brothers and got to meet them. And then that was the last audition of the day that they were ever doing for the casting. And they said that you got it because they were there in person. And Josh Brolin was like, you don't need to spend all this money on the you know audition tape. Just do it in Final Cut. And I just love that story. They did it on lunch yes. during Grindhouse yeah. and know. directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And I know we, we want to wrap this up, but you just reminded me of another piece of cool trivia really quick. So uh, There Will Be Blood was filming in the same town at the same time as this yep. one, uh, the scenes that they did in Texas, in a town in Texas. Um, they actually had to stop shooting for a day on, on this film because there was a huge explosion scene in There Will Be Blood and the, and the, the, the plume, the, the cloud was so large, mm-hmm. it was showing up in every shot that the Coen brothers tried to do. So they mm-hmm. had to wait a day for it to clear. Appropriately, <laughs> appropriately enough, another one of my favorite movies with what a great actor with some great scenes in it too. yeah absolutely maybe someday that's one we do yeah 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 definitely definitely people waste time pardon they waste time they start arguments make excuses factors arise moments pass you sit in the car and wonder where you're going hmm? why you have to get there you smoke uh no me too evenings like this huh get in the mediterranean do you oh yeah I'm Martin Murkoff. Kim. You're not a friend of Rob's. No. I didn't think so. You in business, Mom? Well, uh, yes. I say this. Bless the businessman. They are the agents of our hope. And yourself, are you in are you in business? On occasion. Freelance capacity, and I do market analysis, mostly based in New York. I've read that, you know? Daniel Strong? You're kidding. No. It had a powerful effect on me. Really? That scene on the mountaintop. Where he's all alone and he's lost and starving. The sun begins to rise. The city is stretched out below. He remembers the day he killed his father. He hears a voice. His own voice. It's his own voice inside his head. And it says, there was nothing to be forgiven. Anything possible was possible. Best book. When you're 19. I'm gonna make a movie of it. I overheard. That's a superb idea. You're not in the film. No. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Don't have to do that. Right. 
I'm really so. Uh, I, I think we should definitely let Todd go first on his grades. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I one yeah, zero so to five. You can uh, explain also ahead of time uh, and if I, you uh, want to. All right. I'm, no, I'm just saying I'm, I mentioned zero to five because I don't know that it's not going to get a zero from one of those two. <laughs> okay. I think. I think you have to consider how vehemently and th- and thoughtfully. You've watched, researched, and talked about this movie in the consideration for the rating. Because if it was truly as crap as you, it, you, it would have been completely pan. Nobody would have said anything. Mm-hmm. Just that's my that's a theory. Okay, so here we go. I I'm going to say it's a uh, out of five for me. It is a three point three seven. Now, I will qualify that because I've recommended it to many people because it is so out there and has so many nuggets and I can see past the the stuff that's like yeah this happened oh, lost over. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. Three seven. Three what point, I say? You three said seven, three point three, three seven. Yeah, three, uh, as in thirty seven effects dot com. The word thirty. The number seven effects dot com. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nice uh-huh. I'll I'll go next. I'll say Todd. You know, the research and and the deep dive. Uh, you know, people research the oh. Holocaust too. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that. Wow. wow. I love you, Eric. <laughs> oh, you're the best. No, I, I I'm just I'm, I'm giving you a little grief. Like I said, there there are redeeming qualities in this movie. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um I think I think I agree with Doug in that it just it bit off a little more than it could chew. You know what I mean? Um I don't disagree. So I'm going to have to say, for me, this movie is going to get a 1.9. Oh, damn, Eric. My lowest score yep. so far. Um, oh, I don't think like that, that was too low. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. We're going to save Joe for last because I, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, But I really am trying to, to bring to mind all the things I enjoyed about this movie. Like I said, the, the acting, you know, the performances were, were pretty – um outlandish and cool and fun uh they just you know the writing the monologues the dialogue just dragged on and on and on and there were some standout scenes uh but yeah for me overall it's it's gonna live at uh 1.9 all right uh yeah for me again to repeat myself uh intent versus execution is my biggest issue with this todd i commend you to the moon and stars and back for your intelligent defense of this movie. And honestly, it honestly swayed me. It honestly (laughs) helped me understand what I saw. Um, And if you hadn't been this, this vehement and and passionate in your defense, this would have gotten a, a sub two rating from me. But given what we've just gone through for the last two hours, 
I am going to put this at a 2.1. Just barely over the two line. Um, right on. Look, it's not as unwatchable as, as Wonder Woman 1984. So, um, for me, anyway, <laughs> I could watch this again where I'll never watch that movie ever again. So, that's where I am. All right, so. If you just listened to me talk for the past two and a half I hours about this I really movie, didn't. you already know where, where I stand on this. Um, I will say the actor's performances are the only thing that's going to give this movie a bump in my eyes. But I got to make sure I'm in the right mindset before I review this movie. So give me one second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, best movie ever! Oh, all right, fucking uh, best movie ever. No, I'm gonna give this movie a probably a point nine, just cause I don't even want to give it a one, but I don't want to be too bad to the actors who did a good job. <laughs> and I probably like more pissed at it than anything because I had to fucking take notes and write. All the <laughs> I probably would have gave it a higher score if someone else had led this episode. Well, Todd, I I do I do Fair have enough. to uh, let you know that. So, we were originally recording this episode a couple of weeks back, but we had some technical difficulties. That night, we did get through No Country for Old Men, and the person who just gave this movie a point nine was going to give um, No Country for Old Men a three point five, which is embarrassingly low, but bumped it up to a four because he had also watched this movie that night. <laughs> Yeah, this movie made that so movie took, get a higher score. He took Jeez. a half a point away from Search and Destroy and gave it to No Country for Old Men. I that to me that still doesn't yeah. justify his shit ass explanation for a genius movie like No Country for Old Men. But in any case, that was Joe's logic. Well, you got to remember, I don't like I mean, fucking well, Western right. movies. We're not going to get all. into the fact that that's not a Western. But anyway, Todd. <laughs> so, okay. so my personal biases are. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So Todd, that's what happened <laughs> with that. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, this movie like made me miserable. And, <laughs> see, and it's it's weird too because when I'm talking about things like movies and stuff with my friends, they always give me grief about how harshly i criticize things or like even my kids we, they were watching they're watching like the new what's the new mr Mer the new captain america it was like the first show and i i walked in and in two seconds i go well that's not plausible because those guys would <laughs> never be allowed to have those haircuts and they're like and they were army guys right and then there's this one like 30 seconds later where like they're on this football field and he like breaks rank and does like a fist in the air kind of thing. I'm like, that's not plausible. He would never be able to break rank. And they're like, shut up, dad. <laughs> and, and yet I, I've watched this movie like six times and I hate Blade Runner, you know? So it's like, I, I there's something about this yep. that had no. that, that endeared me to it. And I, I understand completely all of the criticisms uh you know i you know uh, i get it in, towards this i mean so much respect to you for that because i understand that as well we talked in a previous episode the three of us i mentioned the movie battleship and i mentioned that it is a oh, i will watch it anytime it's on movie and these two guys just they can't get their heads around that but i understand 
their feelings and completely respect their feelings because it's a shitty movie. It's just one that I it's dumb Let's fun. Put it this way. So yeah. I, I I understand that. I understand the passion that can arise from a movie uh, on a personal level, and and I completely respect it. Oh yeah, D- Doug. Let Let's put it this way. I had one of my movies that I actually ended up changing to Biodome was Kids. I was less depressed watching <laughs> Kids than this. Wow, that says a lot. Holy shit. No, oh, but Todd, I, um, I would Doug too. I completely and Listen, there are embarrassing movies, and, and I wouldn't even consider this an embarrassing movie, but I've got movies in my collection that I love that if I showed them to you, you'd be like, there's no inherent value in this whatsoever. Yeah. And and for whatever the reason, whether it's something from childhood or something that just grabbed me a certain way, dude, I have a movie called The Skateboard Kid, which is about a sentient skateboard voiced by oh Dom Deloise. Okay. Oh, we okay. I want to watch this. Okay. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> just because Do- Dom Deloise. Uh, it's movie. already yeah. got more. It's already got more plot than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I like I completely admire your dedication to this film, and I and I get it. You know, it's not for me, but I I can see what you love about yep. it. Yeah, everybody's there's, got that uh, flick in their pocket. Stuff. Everybody does, so um, it's a cool thing. Yeah, I'm just happy that for you guys, Big Trouble's not the lowest rated movie. Yeah, anymore. you know what? <laughs> I I want to re I just want to re-record the ratings. Uh, portion of that episode because I was way too nice. I can't believe I gave no, that like that a 3.5 and then thought about what the fuck was wrong you're with just mad, in Little China. You're just mad because Samantha asked how fucking <laughs> yeah, old exa- this fucker was. Look, I'm the, it, yeah, because I've never been had my had my balls busted for my age with with these people I hang out with now. No, so <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're yeah, ages. Please. Oh, it hurts me so much. Bring it on, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doug, it's like I said, it's it's a mystery to me. You're somewhere between uh I don't know, fifty to eighty. Well depending I'm, on what I'm, we're talking I'm about. I'm older than Todd, but we're in the same decade. It's, it's that simple. Okay. Really? I thought Todd was way younger. I thought he was like my age. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Right, I honestly fine. don't know how old I, you are. I, I but you seem like I'm you're sorry, my age. Todd. Yes, you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would have thought he's maybe in his thirties. But then this movie came up, so that kind of bumps but it up. A you little know bit. what? So, yeah. <laughs> hello, fellow kids. <laughs> I do have to say that I think this episode is definitely the reason why we enjoyed doing this cast more than anything because there was honest dialogue. And we had people on. We needed yes, one of these we had, episodes. We had, we had people on both sides of the table, and it was fun. I had a friggin' blast. Like I, an absolute ripper on blast. You know, so. Awesome. Um, yeah, I did. Too. So um, we want. And exactly. I got and I got three that's, more people exactly to watch it. this movie, and more than ah. once. It's like you're a masochist. <laughs> no, he's the sadist. <laughs> we're, we're the masochists oh, for watching sure, this multiple yeah. times. He's the sadist. Yeah, yeah, I, I said that backwards. <laughs> I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough! He told me you killed him. No. I... I'm your father. 
search your feelings, you know it to be true. Travis, what is your rating for Empire Strikes Back? All right. So, like, I, I may be going a little high on this, but I'm going to go with a 4.2. And I, I kind of go this I Like, it's not a perfect movie by any means. and uh, But it's got so much of the things that I love that I look forward to in other movies that I've since I've grown up. Like, I mean, I mean, from the opening Hoff battle sequence with uh, the AT-ATs and you know see everything you know everything in the entire movie it just i it brings back so much nostalgia to me uh that i i i gotta go with at least at least a 4.2 uh for me um it could be a four and a half but i i'm just gonna kind of settle in four two i love it ben and i i respect it brother um for me i'm gonna go high high uh dangerously high we're gonna hit a 4.7 Ooh! Almost a perfect movie. A few, a few decimal points away. Um, because I'm super biased. I don't give two fucks. I know it. Uh, and again, it's not a perfect movie. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to pick at. But I'm, I'm with you on an emotionally resonant like level. It hits every checkbox that I have. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just, it's just a perfect window back into childhood and the shit that spoke to me. And uh, and I love that it's like the anti-hero of Star Wars movies. Like it's it's really dark and really it felt mature for a kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It felt like the first time you cracked open like a Mad magazine, you're like, oh, this is just just dark or just naughty enough that like it feels different. Mm-hmm. So that's where I land. I'm at four point seven. Doug, what say you? All right. Well, I'm close to that. Because uh, it is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, again, just a lot of nostalgia, a lot of good positive childhood thoughts. I mean, this was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, you know, without my parents because I was old enough to drive. So that was pretty cool. Um, how old is that motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I am. I'm. I'm looking at a four point six for this one, um, just because I love it so much. It means so much to me, and it's a great movie. Besides. Even removing the nostalgia from it, so that's where I am. Nice, Joe. Where you at, bud? Uh, I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, I think it's very well done. It's got a lot of cool twists and turns, and keeps you on the edge of your seat if you hadn't ever seen it before. Um, also, you get the big reveal, you know that you know Vader is Luke's father, and you get you know the backstabbing from Lando. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like a four point three on this one. Nice. High high marks from a Star Trek fan. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, just because you're a Star Trek fan doesn't mean you dislike Star Wars. It just means you expect more, and this one actually delivers. Very nice. I respect that too. Well, all in all, high marks for this film. Uh, great movie. If you've never seen this, watch it. And also, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, fuck the yeah. shame. Yeah, exactly. How have you never seen this? <laughs> but if you have, watch it again. Uh, you know, just just relive it. It's great. Afternoon, Mr. Escalante. Should I call you Mr. Catton? You are Frank Catton, formerly of the Tropicana, the Desert Inn, and the New York State Penitentiary System. Are you not? Take it from your silence that you're not going to refute that. Mr. Benedict, I'm afraid you've been employing an ex-convict. As you know, the NGC... Goddamn cracker. Excuse 
You heard what I said. Black man can't earn a decent wage in this state. That is absolutely like you gonna try to throw me sir. out on the street. No, no, I'm trying to do my job, yeah, sir. Do your job. What you want from me, man? Want me to get on the table and dance? You like me to shine your shoes? Want me to smile at you? But you definitely won't let me deal the cars. You might as well call it white jack. Bingo. Yeah, what to say to that? That's sorry, Mr. Man. I just resent the implication that race has anything to do with it. Yeah, right. Horrible thing to say. <laughs> You, sir, of all people know that we at the NGC have always supported the hiring of colored... No, no, I didn't mean... I didn't, I didn't okay, mean... Okay, come on, sit down. Sit down. You better talk to him. He's got... Sit down. Sorry. Virgil, turn to deliver the package. I'm sorry. Uh, so, Joe, what do you got, buddy? Um, I watched this movie again today, um, even though I just watched it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, it's still it's a fun movie. I like it. I I can every time I watch it, it's gonna be a fun movie. Um, I did have to power through a couple things that just disturbed me to the core. I uh, won't bring what those things are again, but let's just say Mr. Manzuka's covered it pretty good earlier. Um, <laughs> I'll go with a like a three point seven on this movie. Okay, that's respectable. I get it. Yep. Um, Eric, what about you? Uh, I I duck this flick, man. Like it. It was smartly written. All those little moving pieces that, that are they feel clever, you know, when you get to the end. Like I, I appreciate that, man. This is a, this is a very enjoyable movie. Um, fantastic cast, handsome cast. Um, I'm gonna go and give this movie a three point eight. Excellent. All right. Yeah. So I mean, everything you guys said. Um, it's definitely, like I said, because of that whole Christmas shopping sneak off, see a movie thing. Um, you know, it, it has some nostalgic value for me. Um, now that I've watched it like five times in the last month and a half and, and, and caught some of those, you know, convenient turns and, you know, silly stuff. Um, it hasn't crushed anything for me. I'll still watch it anytime it's on, but, um, this is definitely for me a solid 4.0 out of five. Um, it's still in my top 20 of all time. But yeah, it's a four. It might have been a, it might have been higher. But you know, if you just asked me, like you know, two years ago, what I thought about it. But yeah, four out of five for me. Nice. His high exaltedness, the great Jabba the Hutt, has decreed that you are to be terminated immediately. Good. I hate long waits. You will therefore be taken to the Dune Sea and cast into the pit of Kaboom, the nesting place of the all-powerful Sarlacc. Doesn't sound so bad. In his belly you will find a new definition of pain and suffering as you are slowly digested over a thousand years. Second thought, let's pass on that, huh? You should have bargained. Yachani too! This is the last mistake you'll ever make. But behind our ratings, I'm going to play this. There we go. All right, RJ, you've got the honors of going first. What is your rating and why? Mm, I'm going to go with a 4.2 as a film by itself. Um, I'm going to take everything I said. I I really do have to look through it as... 
context of when it originally came out other than it being not the original version but you know what i mean right take out the canon as a regular joe blow excuse me that's right regular joe blow <laughs> joe blows all the time anyways 4.2 it's a great film there's some hokiness but that comes with any kids film at the end of the day yep nice all right uh joe what are your thoughts here well i went in this movie with extremely low expectations and I came out mixed on it because I I watched it differently than I normally do. Normally I watch it and I'm just pissed off about all the shit I hate about it. But I tried to separate the parts I hated from the parts I didn't hate. And the parts I didn't hate actually like this time stood out as way better than I'd ever remembered them before because I was able to separate the two things. Um like, I'm still going to fucking hate the Ewoks, and I'm still going to fucking hate the stupid uh, dancing pig lady singing the song. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the other parts I did like. So I'm going to go with a 3.7. That's respectable. Yeah. I dig it. Doug, mm-hmm. where are you at on this one? All right. So I, as I said, I, I, I reignited my, my like and love for this movie rewatching it now it definitely has its issues we didn't even touch on the change at the end with uh you know ghost i didn't Anakin, want to but i didn't want to i didn't want to <laughs> you know traumatic. yeah i let it go but i couldn't let it go now but it, all that said it's it's part of my 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 childhood and young adulthood so it, it just it means a lot to me in so many ways so um i've got this one as a 4.1 Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I I feel like I feel like I'm with you. It it does mean a lot to me. I mean I watched this movie as a kid on Laserdisc and it was great. Um the stuff that's wrong with it's always gonna be wrong with it. You know what I mean? A lot of that I feel like we're learning is just uh George and his weird decision making. And and this version of it is worse. For me than the original like you just brought up the anakin thing what a weird choice that was yeah and i think it makes sense you can just I mean, you it. could argue that it makes sense but if you if you dig into it he didn't even know what he was doing in the scene when george was directing him and and he's like if i knew that's what i was doing i would have done it differently like i would have you know given a different performance yeah maybe looked at the other you know, looked in the direction of where the other two ghosts are. Look at all. I'm sorry. Even that comes down to the fact that Lucas got pissed off because he got criticized for his choice of Hayden Christensen, and this was a fuck you. Here's more Hayden Christensen for you. <laughs> that's what sorry. it feels okay. like. Yeah, that's what right. that was. What that's our, absolutely what I was what trying to say is canonically, you can you can make a case for it. You can. But you can't. You got two old Force ghosts, and suddenly he's young Force ghosts. Here's the reason. Here's the reason. Perhaps be it's because it's the last. That's how he last looked when he was purely an actual Jedi. And right, and Obi Wan was always a, you know, an actual Jedi, and I get it. Yeah, and you can you can retcon it, and you can make it make sense. It's still a weird choice, man. It is. It yeah. is absolutely. If but it was at like the same that time, in the first go around, fine. 
But but at the same time, that goes back to like, okay, well, if it was the original, why isn't his face all fucked up? Why does he get to be a pretty again? Think about that's that, true. bitches. All right. Yeah. Fuck that's you, true. Doug. Fuck but you. But that's that stuff aside. Listen, that stuff aside, I could pick on this movie because I do think it's the weakest of the original three. Um, for me anyway. But there's so much shit in there that I love. So I'm I I'm not gonna stomp on it. I'm gonna give it a four point four, um, because again, it makes me feel like I'm fucking eight years old, and I can't ask for much more than that. So yep. 4.4 Return of the Jedi. Still love it. Still has its problems, but I'll watch it anytime it's on. Nice. And with that, we have rated and discussed Return of the Jedi. Uh, RJ, anything to plug before we say goodnight? Well, of course I do, darling. Of course I do. Aside from Doug. Oh, no. I'm going with Eric tonight. Oh. I need all the voices. Over. Don't job on you- me, bro. You want to <laughs> give me the tail, but I'll give you the tail. Tail's right. ass. Anyway, <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> um, side note: I when, when we were talking about Jabba eating pussy, I kept thinking of Cardi B Wop, the line where she oh, says, God. "Wipe his nose like a credit card," but it, I can oh. either could be interjected for tail or his tongue. Um, just because you know, I thought we were out. <laughs> they, we every time so I think close. I'm out, they pull they me back. Me back. Exactly. What we a were great so ass. to wrapping this up. Ah. Hey, to be fair, I feel like this is one of your shorter episodes, so you get to in, you get to indulge me a little bit. Okay. Okay. Captain James Tiberius Kirk will be born. Hence. The statue immortalizing him, grappling with his most accursed nemesis. Ricardo Montalban. The genetically engineered tyrant, Khan. Thank you for pointing that out. That is because the whores at Viacom International threatened to sue us if we use their likenesses. So we make do. Yes, the gentleman in the, in the beige. I was wondering, what did Sulu find in Captain Kirk's lab? Sulu clearly found a standard-issue Starfleet Z-23 personal refuse device. I believe it was a captain's log. <laughs> Very good. A laugh a day keeps the doctor away, everyone. We've been saved. Any other comic relief? Ah! They're still homeless out there. Hey! Yes, what? You, what? Yes. What is the Klingon translation for you're gonna die a virgin? Rachsilmanta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what, okay. Hilarious, everyone. Looks like we got more Lucas hounds here to mock Roddenberry. Congratulations, gentlemen. But I would like to see your Darth Vader take on one Borg drone. We'll see who's laughing there. Right? Darth Vader could put the entire Borg collective in a vice grip with his mind. Uh, Darth Vader has asthma, so uh, name me one Star Trek character with a respiratory disease because. I'm drawing a blank. Name me one Star Wars character who's gay. Yeah. Besides you. Well, I know it's gay in Star Trek, so why would I even do it? Captain Picard. Okay, Captain Picard is not gay. He's British. Come on. Make it so. Well, I hate to break it to you losers, but Han Solo's a bitch. Oh, no. no I'm sorry, what did you just say? 
Bone, dude. Yeah, this sure is Spock. The Admiral here just called Han Solo a bitch. Good one. It's a pretty strong word for Trekkie. Okay, well, Trekkie is derogatory at this point in the game. Trekker is what we're called now. Trekker. Trekkie. Yeah. As I thought, scanner reads douchebag. So it's that time, guys. Ratings. Where do you guys, RJ, since you're the guest here, you should go first. What do you give fanboys? I forget. We do this out of 10, right? No, zero to five. Zero to five. My apologies. Five being best, zero being uh, Will's mom's cookies. (laughs) Fair enough. I give this three out of, or 3.8 out of five. Uh, flat hams or whatever they call it. <laughs> Pressed hams. Oh, Pressed hams. Pressed hams. 3.8. So, 
and probably if you have asked me this like back in 2009, it would have been way higher. I would have given it like, you know, like a, a whole point more. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's nostalgic. I, I do appreciate that. It, it definitely brings back a lot of memories, but also kind of made me sad of where like Star Wars fandom is at now or just fandom in general. Like it was a much, you know, simpler times. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where insults were, you know, acceptable. Like, well, not just that, but I just meant, I, I was trying to do the, the new hope line, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> What is it, Eric? Come on, tell me. What's the lightsaber? Uh, it's a weapon from a more civilized age. Exactly. I feel like this is when fandom was of a more civilized age, where you just sat around talking shit with your friends about fucking movies you love, versus now it's like super political, or it's like... Yeah, the internet oh, hasn't, didn't cor- hadn't corrupted us yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have people like, you know, when it comes to like Star Trek, like who just really, truly are like the the Seth Rogans in this film where like like inclusion is a fucking terrible thing even though it's been prevalent in Star Trek since day one and you have to be a fucking idiot to realize that that's not the case but you have fandom like that and it's just it's so corrosive these days where it's it's just disgusting and it, it does, but this film does bring back a a a more civilized era mm-hmm. for sure Right. When it comes to fandom. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And also the soundtrack. Fucking A. Yeah. Christ. Great There's soundtrack. my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Eric. Uh yeah, I mean I agree with, with you, RJ. It it takes me back to a time in my life where like being in love with this kind of shit puts you on the outside still. Where it's like it's just so prevalent today. Like everybody loves all of that shit to the extent that it's not you're not an other you know if you have an appreciation for science fiction or comic books like it's just pop culture now i agree um, with that 100 percent because you're more of an other now when you say the mandalorian sucks exactly Let's see you you're on the opposite end of things now like you yeah. are discriminated against yeah. for your well, no dissent. and to be fair oh, and rightfully so yeah, Joe also also appreciates uh, Star Trek Discovery, which diehard fans also fantastic show bastardize, you know, fans of all the time. Yep. Until yeah. they watch it and then they realize that they were wrong. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. <laughs> Most people who I know, like, they're just like so ignorant about well, it. I'm and, like, and they're got, today's version of a fanboy. That's I the got problem. diehard Star Wars fan to admit that Star Trek is better by having them watch Discovery. I mean, look, I love both. I, I, right. There's not much I don't love. My my whole feeling on it is there was something sort of special and unique in character building about loving something that much that sort of made you a social pariah. Correct. And so, so maybe some of that character gets lost now that it's so accessible and it's so accepted. Yeah. Um, so it's I, cool to be a nerd now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very it's very cool. Yeah, you have um, great sitcoms like Big Bang Theory cashing uh, in on that. <laughs> Amazing pieces of television. Yeah. So ever. I, I I appreciate it going back in time. You know, I, I like I said, it this movie gave me all the feels, you know, between Carrie Fisher and just between some of the dialogue and and ultimately like this movie was about 
here's this silly thing that means so much to us and not everybody can understand it, but here's why. So I, I related to that in a big, big, big way. Um, you know, film wise, like it was, it was kind of amateur. It was kind of, you could tell they stretched the budget as far as they could, just like a million dollars that they shot it on or no, I'm sorry, a million dollars that they made, uh, eight or nine that they shot it on. Um, it was a failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but for me, I got to give it a solid 3.9 uh, out of 5. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes Dougie? sense. Uh, I mean, mainly what's already been said, especially with RJ. I, it's funny. I looked back, you know, obviously using IMDb to get some of the trivia and look at the cast and such. And I, when this came out, I rated it an 8 out of 10. And... I, I, I don't like this movie nearly as much as I did when it came out. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was my mood today or whatever, but um, I, I only laughed a couple times. And I, th- I thought it was, you know, yeah, there was a lot wrong with it, mainly because of what the studio put the writers and directors through um, to, with the changes and shit. And I think that really hurt this flick now. Um, so that being said, I mean, it's a 3.6 for me. Still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yes, I can't trash this movie, not even close, because it does mean so much to me. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, it, it would have, just like RJ said, if we had done this right after, it would have been like a 4.5. <laughs> yeah. And it's a 3.6 today. I just, I just couldn't give it higher than that. Well, as so, me being a fan of insult comedy, of cameos, of asinine things, of just these kind of movies with big casts of, things not ever really seeming to go right, but then they seem to work out at the very end. Uh, Take away from it a little bit of the shit because I don't really care about the cancer story. I don't really want to watch a walk to remember. Like (laughs) I I, I'm with the original director on that. I get the, whoever the fuck we didn't want it in there. I'm like, I don't need that. Oh, it was Harvey Weinstein. So yeah, you're with Harvey Weinstein, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know yeah, just saying it's you and not me yeah, exactly you and harvey Lockstep, i don't need the great. fucking I, when, you know when i watch football i don't want to know about the fucking guy's family just watch just fucking play football <laughs> like i don't need the backstory this is an american idol um but anyways i i i watching this movie again i really did enjoy it i'm gonna go and give it a 4.3 Nice. Wow, man. the biggest really trekkie like here gives it, it, it gives it gives well, it the highest rating. If like I said, if they would have gave it like see, they they did show love to Trek though. That's the whole thing. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, so, like, I, I can't hate on it. And, totally, and Han yeah. Solo is still a bitch. It, okay. Mm. Here's mm. the thing though. You know, evidence, right? Like, show me an example of Han Solo being a bitch. Well, and I'll give it to you. Okay, so. They basically glorified Shat. They glorified Shatner in this movie by like making him the person who actually was able to give them everything they needed to break into the compound, and even to the point where George Lucas was like, "It wasn't Shatner, was it?" However, when the the time that they're basically sucking off Harrison Ford to like say how great he is, they had to take a shot at him by putting six days and seven nights on a billboard on Idle Side. Well, that's because okay. Harrison but, Ford is a megastar. What is William Shatner doing? Priceline is not a bitch make my friend he, he's doing Priceline Jerry Ryan's panties <laughs> Jerry Ryan's uh, he can get into anything anything <laughs> Oof. 
I don't know. Plus, uh, I just, I just saw it's like enjoy it all. It's, it's a fucking fun movie. I yep. like fun movies. It's fun. Yeah, it was, it I, was, uh, it's a love fest. Now I that, think uh, uh, the dark hair was pretty good too. I just came to the realization: the mm. new trilogy and everything that came of the new trilogy, as far as fandom is concerned, actually ruined this film for me. Hmm. Because it, the, like a lot of the stuff that went through my head, like when things are like, oh yeah, I wish it were that simple, or like, man, you can't have those like passionate conversations without getting like super political and like whatever, you know that that you see now with, uh, like I said, fandom. So because of the toxicness of some of the fandom now since this film and since the new trilogy, kind of made me. It kind of diminished fanboys a little bit for me, and that's that's very upsetting. Listen, yeah. I can I can see where you're coming from, but you got to remember, I'm a 36 year old young man, you know, approaching middle age. Eh, all right, name one of his hands, Leia. <laughs> young man. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. you say young, a little bit. Well, not young anymore. Compared to Doug, he's like a newborn. Exactly. Oh God. No, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, Doug's probably got kids older than you. <laughs> Not quite. Listen, the, the point is, I I'm got kids up your age, though, RJ. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure. <laughs> He's got grandkids older than you. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You, but Doug is right. I'm rolling up on 40, and that's kind of the point, man. You, it's I'm like, 39. Well, yeah, you're a little closer than I me. I just turned 30. Hair. So, oh, hey. You're a goddamn baby. Uh, you know these new trilogy movies like yeah they're divisive and there's more people invested and you hear wait, more wait, opinions now I'm, I'm serious man I'm wait what did you say though what word divisive 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 no it's divisive. listen divisive is the correct, the no, correct it's divisive, Joe. it's not divisive it's, it's, it's divisive. not divisive it's divisive no it's divisive because it divides people no it's divisive because it's it's it, i've never heard the word divisive you guys are fucking with me now I'm not fucking no, with you. I swear to God, that's a real word. It's a no. real word. I promise you. No, I'm like three double IPAs in from Mother <laughs> Earth, and I can tell you right now, divisive is a word. No, divisive. Joe, regardless. Okay, hold on, I gotta. Feel like I'm getting the fucking uh, Wikipedia. Hold on, I'm, I'm playing. Okay, here we go. You ready? Right. I'm probably gonna be wrong. No, you're so. actually right, Joe. <laughs> divisive. Wait, Ooh. what is it? Divisive. Yeah. What is it? Divisive. Huh. It's divisive. Listen, potato, potato. <laughs> the point is, man, I'm rolling up on 40 years old. These new trilogy movies, the trailers would come out and I'd sit in my car like a kid, watching them over and over again, calling my brother. I mean, there's still some goodwill towards this stuff in the world. Writing's not you know that what I mean? easy, but it's not all really can help. Movie. This sentence is grammatically correct. RJ, how high are you right now? I'm not. I'm drunk, but... <laughs> I'm still um, kind of pissed that Joe was right. That's all I was like. I was trying to honestly, what no, I was I doing, too. like my, what I was doing is I was literally trying to find another clip <laughs> I to prove Joe's Joe being wrong. <laughs> well, because it divides people, it's divisive because it divides. I've just never said it like that my entire I, life. Well, I've never. Said what do you it call like a that? thing you measure temperature with? A thermometer, of course. A thermometer. Duh. It's a thermometer. It's you're measuring. You're using a meter to measure thermos. It's a thermometer. Uh, you, I guarantee, if you pull that one up on how to pronounce it, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but if you think about what it is, it's a thermometer. You don't call it a multimeter. It's a multimeter. I. 
Multimeter, multimeter isn't the same word as multimeter. Yes, it is. It's spelled right. the same way. <laughs> it's yes. a thermometer, not a thermometer. Okay. You're and not measuring that, moms. So you go ahead and you be the only person in the world who pronounces it that way and live your life <laughs> in peace, my friend. All right? <laughs> live my life like a fucking intelligent person. It's like, yeah. wait, what do you call a person who uh, sells real estate? A realtor. Okay. At least you got that one right. I can't stand if he was a real tour. Right. Or what about a person? A realtor? A realtor? It's just realtor. Right. And what about a person who sells jewelry? A jeweler. Or wait, I'm sorry. What does a jeweler sell? Jewelry. No, it's just jewelry. No, it's jewelry. Nope. Jewelry. It's jewelry. Jewelry. There's no E before the R. It's not jewelry. 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 Oh, Joe, Joe, listen. Differing (laughs) pronunciations of divisive. Right, divisive, divisive. Both are familiar. Both are widely used, and there is no difference. Rather, like the two pronunciations for either tomato or tomato, just individual idiosyncrasy. Right. All right. And the, then the last test here: um, what 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 what's the thing that heats the water in your house called? A heater. <laughs> what do you call it? What are you talking about? A water. The, the thing that's yeah. You oh, you're talking heater. about hot water heater. Blah, blah. I hate it's when a people water fucking heater. say hot water heater. You're not heating hot water. You're just heating you water. You know what I hate? I hate I hate when people say dead body. It's a fucking body. The body's dead. We it's assumed that if you're talking about a body, that you're talking about a dead person. It's not a dead body. No, not talking about nobody. Okay. What about anyway, your body is a wonderland? Are we Isn't trying to turn person? are we trying to turn an hour and a half movie into a three hour episode? Pretty much. Uh, All I right. think we fucking did. We're close. Pretty much. We're, cl- hey, RJ, we're why don't close. You plug something? It's time. Well, I'm gonna take I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take like fifteen minutes to plug something so we can be three hours <laughs> in. <laughs> just to piss off. I'm just gonna hit plug, stop on the recording. <laughs> Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? Listen guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, just, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks, or if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar, a dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it. Yep, one buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. 
Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie.